Welcome back to the Lily and Dad podcast here on episode number 84, as I had to get my numbers right, here in our, still part of our reflective series that we're wrapping up already. We're wrapping up our reflective series, so those of you who have joined us in reflecting <laughs> and contemplating the last uh, 11 or so episodes, um, we are cruising along, kind of getting back to track, kind of getting to where we need to be, and now being bringing things to the present and, and so now it, it, it's starting to to be more um uh without the tension of like oh my goodness like i forgot what i did yesterday you want me to remember what i did last month or two months ago you know um nonetheless here on monday nights uh we get to talk about something exciting something exciting that, that i know you're here to talk about um and so dad for the 84th time welcome Thank you. And yes, indeed, once again, we hit, um, because it's for the July 11th, 2022, Monday nights, with a K for the Knights of Columbus, we have today, um, in, in this particular podcast, a, a new beginning, uh, an opening of a chapter, uh, a new term, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just this July 1st, we opened up um, the responsibility of the new state officers and all that brings in with this new term and we want to congratulate our new state officers for the Knights of Columbus for the state of Texas and just as the Texas State Council um, we congratulate uh, this new administration as we have already kind of uh, expressed our gratitude to the outgoing administration that um, have successfully, you know, made history and, and brought Texas back um, to a, a familiar beginning, a familiar um, constancy that before we used to have. But I think we're going to be able to carry on with this new administration. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that we need to welcome um, our worthy state deputy. And of course, um, he too uh, has been pretty much a um, a model of leadership in the sense of helping the order move ahead. Um, he comes in with a wealth of uh, experience as well to be able to carry on Texas to be number one um, because it's, it's Texas, you know. So um, I'm going to have you, Beto, uh, introduce uh, a couple of our state officers and then we'll just um, dialogue a little bit about um, what's going to happen so okay well we get to welcome uh, our new state deputy Terry Fruget as he will lead us in his next two years yes so that we can continue again the the success that you you mentioned that our where this uh, immediate past deputy Alfredo Vela uh, was able to kind of bring back uh, for the state of Texas, and yeah, hopefully that that can continue in, in, in which we can continue to have that success to maintain um, that position that we've always had, you know, uh, and what Texas is known for. You know, everything's the best in Texas. That's what we want to do. We want to keep it that way. Uh, and, sa- and same thing is true with the Knights. And so, um, you know, we'll congratulate. Uh, 
Terry Frigier on, on this new appointment of his that he's going to lead taxes for the next couple of years. And so um, we're pretty excited. And he had his, his theme, his motto, um, Christ be our light. That's right. And that's the, the theme for for his tenure. And so I love the red Texas. That's just anything red is always awesome. But uh, nonetheless, um, definitely a, a huge welcome to him and our support for him and his mission. And we welcome uh, the other officers as well. Uh, Most Reverend Michael J. Sis, uh, STL. Uh, he's the state chaplain from the bishop. He's the bishop of St. Angelo Diocese. So we'll welcome him as well. Yes. Uh, Reverend Mel Bezalou. Hope I didn't botch the last name. Um, he's the associate chaplain, associate state chaplain, one of our very own here in the Diocese of Corpus Christi. Ron Alonso, he's the state secretary. Woo! And we're excited for Ron. Um, Robert Goss, the state treasurer. David Pels, the state advocate. Bruce Mallory, state warden. And of course, our immediate past state deputy, Alfredo Vela. Um, again, thank you to him and to his bride, Rosie, and for all that they, they did. Yes. Um, and what they will we'll continue to do. The work doesn't stop. Sorry, Alfredo, the work doesn't stop. <laughs> we keep going, and, and that's going to be the goal, like just the continuing of the basics that you established to just continue to move forward as a state, as a state, as a, as a, as a fraternal family, to continue that blessed vision that we heavily talked about last year uh, of Father Michael McGivney, in which we are continuing to pray, continue, continuing to pray for his canonization. Correct. And that's going to be the, the going. And our hope is that it happens in, in this tenure uh, of, of Terry. Um, and, and hopefully it, it works out to where we get to celebrate that beautiful feast day soon. Yes, by all means. And and it's always our goal to make sure that, uh, well, uh, you know, it, that, that's wonderful if, if, you know, that happens and it happens you know, this soon. But um, one of the things that... Um, as Knights of Columbus, uh, following the vision of Father McGivney, um, we are already doing, in following his vision, this um, saint work. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. We are doing already uh, this, this holy work where um, it really sanctifies on making our community, making our membership, making our families um, enjoy that holy family experience and I know that through the years uh, we have um, brought up certain aspects of the order and they have excelled on that but um, uh, we, we have to see that reality uh, for every single member officer for every single family that belongs to the Knights of Columbus that the work itself uh, there's a, a sainthood flavor into it and we need to respond in that level and i i praise god uh for giving us the opportunity now to begin anew uh, as we're starting this uh, new term and, and our you know wonderful leadership that we have in place for us to continue in the service of god but serving god in this holiness serving god in this you know another word for holy is happy and, and be able to actually fulfill that and um, I know that Brother Terry, or Worthy State Deputy, um, knowing him the way I know him, 
That's why I kind of responded um, because I got invited again. <laughs> I got invited again to be part of the estate family. And um, uh, there was a lot of hesitations, I had to pray about it. And, and because of the changes that I've made, um, I've been now moving on that direction that uh, we, we talked about, no longer with the school district, and now moving forward to something new. It gives a little bit more time and flexibility. And since they, um, this new leadership is kind of challenging me to go beyond the ties of Laredo, as a matter of fact, uh, pretty much all of South Texas. Uh, it gives me the opportunity to explore the, the opportunity to bring the language of Spanish uh, a little bit more stronger to our Spanish-speaking community. Entonces, a las personas de habla español, mi labor, mi trabajo, mi tarea, mi amor va a ser ahora disfrutar de ayudar a nuestros hermanos caballeros y sus familias disfrutar del lenguaje del español entonces um, si tenemos consejos que, que están en la, en la vista y viviendo lo que es la orden en, en, en el idioma español estoy para servirles estoy para ayudarles a hacerlos más fuertes en lo que Dios nos pide en lo que la Virgen de Guadalupe nos puede proteger y guiar y claro lo mismo para las oportunidades que hay para las mesas redondas en español ese va a ser ahora pues uh, mi privilegio de poder ayudar en esa capacidad entonces vamos a tener un poquito más de diversión al menos para mí porque casi todas las presentaciones que normalmente he hecho con los padres de familia han sido de, en español entonces hay mucho material hay mucho ánimo hay mucha manera de ver ahora las cosas de Dios y disfrutarlas de la mejor manera a través de nuestra orden de caballeros de Colón so um, I, I had to let it go so estoy muy entusiasmado y realmente con un gran privilegio de poder servir en esta capacidad y Dios mediante eh, incluyendo bajo el manto de la Virgen de Guadalupe vamos a seguir adelante y hacer lo que hizo Juan Diego hacer lo que ella nos pidió y como buenos hijos de María vamos a lograr hacer grandes cosas that's awesome, that's amazing that's ah, to the heart and that's yeah exactly what we need to do is to do everything Our Lady says you know she's very and all she says is do whatever my son tells you there you, you go. know <laughs> there you go so simple to the point let's just get the job done for Christ and his church for Our Lady whom she's counting so much on us to just do what we need to do to make it to heaven and to bring as many souls as we can um, and to really provide and take care of that widow, that orphan, that the, the family, the the entire church that is calling um, for help, the, the families that are in need, and those in the peripheries that we need to bring into the church, and also to help better understand our own faith, to better live it, to better explain it, and invite others to do the same. Right. And so that's going to be the big thing that, that we're going to have, uh, not so much that we have to, rather we get to. Exactly. We get to do these things. We get to live out our faith, and because there's so many in the world that, that cannot live out their faith so freely, and so we are in efforts. We join arms with them, and we're praying for them so that they may be a day that uh, Christ may be proclaimed in all land without any persecution, 
Um, and of course, as Christ promised, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. And of course, as Pope John Paul II said, that the Knights of Columbus are the right arm of the church. And so we ought to behave that way. We ought to live that way. We ought to defend that way as well. And so um, no pressure, Terry, Brother Terry, no pressure. <laughs> And of course, you're not alone. We, we are all here and we, we are going to continue what we can do on a local level um, and what we can do uh, for each family that we have under our, our care. And so it's an excitement. I love the animal. It is. It is. It, it, it's, a, it's a new springtime for the church in a sense that, you know, uh, we're coming back from a pandemic era um, in which a lot was taken, but there's so much to be gained. And that's the excitement that we don't have to, we get to. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're excited. We're excited. And ah, the possibilities are endless. Correct. And, and now under the vision of the new leadership that we have in place, um, I know that um, we're going to share off a little bit of what that vision under the, the, the heart and, and, and spirit and, and, and guidance and, and that light that he has uh, brought forth uh, from Christ, you know, our state deputy Terry, you know, has a message for us. So, and so he shares with us, and I get to say us because hey, we're, I'm a knight too, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and so this is a lot for us uh, who are looking uh, to see what exactly his vision is. How is he going to illuminate the state of Texas these next two years through the light of Christ? He says, "My brother knights." We have just completed another great fraternal year where immediate past state deputy Alfredo Vela and his team are poised to earn the Pinnacle Award for 2021-2022 after earning the Pinnacle Award for 2020 and 2021. Achieving this honor back-to-back -back has never been done before in Texas, so Alfredo, hats off to you. Uh, and this was done during a COVID pandemic, which shows what can be done when you accept, quote, no excuses. We want to keep the momentum going with a strong start for the 2022-2023 campaign, and we have the leaders to get it done. Our slogan this year is, Christ be our light. In John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. With the current state of our world, we need to look to Him to be our guiding light. Our Faith in Action program is what fellow Catholics need while dealing with these trying times. And there will be new programs like Knights of the Eucharist and Eucharistic Processions that will be our guide. With the overturn of Roe vs. Wade, we have realized a dream 50 years in the making, but the fight has just begun. We must be vigilant of our churches, Catholic schools, pregnancy centers, and most importantly our clergy. These symbols of good and righteousness may be targets by those who have proven right for life have little meaning, and vandalism and destruction is what they know. Be vigilant, but smart. Let your phone be your tool to report to proper authorities if issues arise. It is particularly important to get all councils, officers, to diocesan conferences as there are many changes and innovative programs coming from Supreme that they need to hear personally. One program is the Aid and Support After Pregnancy Program, or ASAP for short, which will be covered in depth where we can assist women that have chosen to keep their baby. Some of the goals for the fraternal year are to recruit 4,500 new members with at least 1,300 of these to be Catholic men under 50 years old. 
Every council recruitment active, start eight new councils. Personal benefits events, over 375 active council reports, at least two events. Obtain 175 star councils. Membership drive goal of 554. Sponsor 200 roundtables. State charities fundraising goal, 820,000. And then 300 or more councils to be safe environment compliant by May 31st, 2023. And of course, attain the circle of honor. I appreciate the effort of our 710 plus active councils in Texas and what you do to support our bishops, priests, and other religious that have dedicated their lives in service of Catholics in this great state. Keep up the good work. Viva Jesus. Terry Fuget, our state deputy. There you go. And of course, this can be found. This can be found in the Knights of Columbus website, tkofc.org. Once again, that's T kofc.org if you go to the about tab you'll see um the part where it says state officers you click on that and then you'll have a chance to see a another sub menu where it says the message from the state deputy and you have the exact message that i just shared with you today and it's a wonderful opportunity because he late lays out exactly what uh, it is to come and what we're to be responsible for in responding to this love that we've talked about in other episodes. So here um, with the Knights of Columbus, it's it's a brand new world per se. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it is a world that we know. It's a world that we need to have others know. Yeah. And give the opportunity to those that um, need to grow in that light of Christ. Mm-hmm. So they can make be light. It, it says, as Christ be our light and uh, it kind of kind of um, makes me you know reflect upon the importance of any time that you're near the light there's more security there's more peacefulness more can be seen more is attainable and there's less fear uh, less concern but at the same time Um, Although in his message, we read about being vigilant. You can do that when you're part of the light. Mm -hmm. Because you're seeing the right things. Mm -hmm. And um, I I, I believe that one of the best ways to bring light to all the councils is to bring light. And I think that by going through directly to the Eucharist, the way that, you know, it's going to be presented and, and for us to exercise a little bit more deeper and personal. Let us do that. I, I would actually, in one of my plans for the actual uh, Spanish-speaking uh, community within the Knights, one of the things I want to uh, ask is um, is precisely try to go to Mass more than on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least, you know, once, twice, maybe three times during the week uh, for Brother Knights and families to take that extra effort on going to get more involved in the liturgy itself, to get more involved in the Eucharist, to receive the body of Christ, to be part of that light. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that would be the best way for us to stay on that light. Mm-hmm. Um, and through the Eucharist, you know, as we were going to be invited to participate a bit more deeper into this, um, you know, just the program for the um, faith formation known as CCD, for many years now, everything has been geared, every single yearly theme 
is based on the Eucharist. Yeah. Because that is the importance, that's the essential of our lives. So um, I am going to be proposing that to our Spanish community about, you. we want to do something else, something personal, something of growth. Let's go to Master in the Week. And give God, uh, not only because it's the day of the Lord or we're following the commandment. No, no, no. There's more to it. And I'm hoping that that will be discovered as they start coming in during the week for daily mass. Yeah. And again, either it, it, it's up to you and, and your schedule and what you can do, but don't come alone. Mm-hmm. Try to invite your, your parents. Uh, as a parent, try to invite your children, your family into it. So it is important that um, I, I'm hoping that I'll be able to um, deliver this message to where we will start seeing um, more presence of the knights, the families uh, at the actual Eucharist and in their own parishes. Yeah. And we actually, and it's one of the things that what I want to get to in a bit. Uh, just to kind of harp on um, the reality of Christ as our light, that all things came to Him through Him, as John mentions in his in the opening of, of his gospel. And without Him, nothing came to be. And what came to be through Him, Christ, was life, and this life was the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And that has to be our our comfort, that the darkness has not and will not overcome the light. You know, and so that's that's the hope to be that light of Christ for all, so that you can shine brightly. And when you shine brightly, when you have that light, you radiate light to all those who are in your, you know, in your radius, if you will. Um, for most of you, that radius is your family. For most of you, that radius is those who you work with, um, those who you um, come into contact on a daily basis, and. We want to help un- help you understand that that light only comes from the light, Correct. which is Christ Himself. Um, and we had a chance to kind of witness that today. We, we had a chance to go to mass together, um, and it kind of relates to what Father was talking in his homily. Father who? Father Rudy. Father Rudy. Uh, today we had, we had a chance to to go to um, to participate in the extraordinary form of the mass at twelve and. Father Rudy Vasquez was uh, presiding uh, the, the Latin Mass, and we were there. And in his homily, he was talking about how the, the gospel passage was about Jesus helping us understand and teaching us to be perfect like our Heavenly Father is perfect, right? And how we have a misconstructed sense of what perfection is, and that this light that we ought to have, perfection is not too far away, that we can actually achieve it if we love how He loves. Not just to be a Christian, but to be Christ. Correct. You know, as St. Augustine says, be another Christ. And in doing so, we get to live out, we get to love in a way that only Christ knows how to love, which is the complete gift of self that we talked about in our last episode. Um, This complete abandonment of self for the sake of the other, as Christ did the same for us, for you and me. Um, And it's to love our enemies, to love those who persecute us, to to those who... Do not see eye to eye with us to love even them and that's that's the hard part that's the cross that you have to carry that's that's the love that you have to carry as well and if god is love then we ought to love one another that's he loves and how does he love he loved us even unto death you know which is why love is nailed to a cross and so to love in that way that's how we start to begin to be that light 
for others. That's right. And, and, and it's, um, uh, I'm going to say this, and I know that uh, there might be some brother knights that I'm going to ruffle their feathers, but it, it's precisely the same thing as within our order, within our councils. We many times as brother knights, where they're faithful to the order, we're faithful to our council, faithful to um, our parish and what have you, and we're there, where they, they come in. The faithfulness is always being dependable, very dependable uh, members or officers. Yet there's some members or officers that stop coming. Yeah. And the word suspension, you know, comes to comes to surface. Mm-hmm. Um, in Espanol, si no vienen, sáquenlos. You know? And that's not part of what you just mentioned. That's not part of that perfection. Yeah. Okay. We are to, and like you mentioned and, and Father Rudy mentioned, we are to love just like Jesus loves, like Christ loves. And there's two wonderful examples of that. Um, but I think the most um, the most common one that basically many times it's not seen or felt or, or understood, it is the one where he surrenders. Yeah. And he gives it all. And he does it with love. Mm-hmm. And many times we need to do that. We, we need to love, first of all, our... Um, we need to love our brothers. We need to love our families. For that is the vision of Father McGivney. Mm-hmm. And although we many times may argue, may debate the word uh, retention um, or suspension, you know, the reality here is how are you loving Yeah. How are you responding to God's love? Are you part of that light or part of that darkness? Mm-hmm. Um, are you the darkness? Are you the the, the 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 gray spot in the middle of the light? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, why can't you be part of the light? Yeah. Why can't you remove that gray spot away and just be the light? Mm-hmm. Be part of that light. Be Christ-like. So I think that um, this particular year, we're going to be able to hopefully uh, explore this a little bit more in depth and, and have that mission of love, that obedience of love, to actually help our brothers uh, and, and those yet to become part of our fraternal order to be part of this Christ who is our light. Yeah. So, so they can also be, you know, our light. So I'm excited in the sense that um, through the actual preparations that I've done in Spanish, um, it's just not to be part of. You, yeah, dale. No, no, no. It, it's, it's to be part and live and be more part of Christ. And, and we're geared to the Eucharist. We're geared to the body of Christ. That's the church. Yeah. Somos un cuerpo de Cristo. And, and, y allí se encuentra la luz de Cristo. So we're hoping that um, this um, new beginning uh, will actually follow through the example that has been left behind on, on, from the previous administration. Que si se puede. Mm-hmm. Okay? It can be done. 
and <clears throat> perhaps following uh, something along the same roads as far as, you know, don't give me excuses, okay? No excuses, okay? And, and, and following through on making sure that somehow, some way, you continue to fulfill that mission, that vision of Father McGinty. Yeah, and it's a thing that we have to just recognize that, you know, we are we are very unique. And, and to those who, who we kind of have a difficult time reaching out to, you know, you talked about those who just stop showing up, you know, those are the ones we have to reach. Those are the ones that need our help more than others. And, you know, because why? We live in a very, um, so we live in a very material world. We live in a very... Uh, anti-religious world if you will and so it's up to us to regain the world for Christ that in essence we have to be that pillar to be able to simply be that light that we've been talking about to those who need that light who walk in that darkness who walk in this complete uh, absence of light you know and in order for us to kind of do that, I, I, I love to share this because uh, it's really fascinating that it's not so much that we have to um, just kind of give up on them and then not, not, not reach them, not approach them. Rather, we have to learn, like you've been mentioning in the last couple of times, we have to walk with them. You know, it's not enough for us to just, you know, leave them uh, to whatever it is that they're doing. It's not my problem. Rather, no, no, no. This, this is our problem. Because if you're one of us, <laughs> I'll never forget, there's a... Uh, Jason Everett was talking about uh, uh, a, a, an example that he growing up he said he came across this priest and he was you know, going to confession and you know part of his penance the priest like a, like a French priest that he was like you know uh, Jason you have to tell Christ he has a problem I'm like what tell Christ he has a problem yes yeah you are his you are a problem you are his problem you know you gotta tell him you have, you have a problem and so for us, like we have to recognize that we, in our own selves, in our own hearts, have that tendency to, to be a problem, you know? And so we have to kind of like learn that only through Him and in Him, and I don't know if you're recognizing those words, where do we hear those words? You know, through Him and with Him and in Him, right? That we can be able to be fully restored to Him. And in doing so, we can kind of reach out to all those who are in need. Um, because at the end of the day, we all are walking we all are walking this journey to heaven. Like we mentioned in episodes past, each person is a stairway to heaven. Each person is its own journey to heaven. But to be part of that journey, we talked about, uh, I'm not sure if we mentioned it or not, but uh, this past week we had the, the story of the Good Samaritan and Father Joseph made a good reference how he highlighted that the one thing that connects every character that comes out is the road, the journey. You know, and how we have to walk that journey and try to be like that Samaritan. And Father you know, Vasquez again kind of highlighted that that Samaritan is Christ. He was that light for the, the man who, who was beaten. And so we have to be light for those who maybe not be physically beaten, but spiritually beaten, morally beaten, emotionally beaten. You know, we have to be that light for them. We have to be that Samaritan, that good Samaritan for them. And through our works, through our actions, we will be able to fulfill what Christ is asking of us to be perfect like our Father is perfect. Yeah, that's right. And it is our hope. And it's not a hope about crossing our arms and just waiting for it. No. Our hope means on taking that first step. Yeah. That's the type of hope. 
where action is expected from that individual. Regardless if you have taken a couple of steps back, you got to take that first step forward. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the hope that you're responding to. Not a waiting one, not to see what falls from the sky, okay? Let's see what happens. No, no, no. It's more than that. The hope is to take that first step yeah. and do something. And it starts with us. Mm -hmm. And hope is, is that fighting virtue. That we forget, yeah, like like you like you mentioned, like we don't just hope for it and just kind of well, hopefully, you know, and just kind of wait it out. No, no, no. Hope is a fighting virtue. Hope is engaging and embracing reality as it comes to you. So engaging and embracing reality as it comes to you—that's hope. You know, you're stuck in the road. You you get a flat. You're not gonna just well, I hope someone happens, someone shows up and helps me. No, you're gonna get that spare tire, fix it up yourself, and go. You know, or. Just get your phone and call Triple Eight, whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> Whoever it is you need to call, um, but hope moves you to act, and that's taking that first step, like you mentioned. Yeah, and and I think that um, uh, things have already. Uh, everybody has started already uh, moving that first step, okay. and we're hoping uh, that more steps, you know, take place. And in doing so, we will see that we are not alone. And God will make that, you know, clear for us because we will be within the light. Yeah. We will be within his presence. And I think that the more we see with clarity about God, the more we receive the body of Christ, the more we come. And probably we have to sacrifice either preparing dinner or preparing uh, to watch our daily show on TV or to do something that we're pending behind and wanting to accomplish, and you give it up to God because you put God first. What an amazing thing that is to be part of that light. Yeah, and it's, again, that self-sacrificing love, that self-abandonment, that self-death, the death to self, where we say all for Jesus, Yeah, you know? And the only way we can do that is if we nourish ourselves with the Eucharist. And have that longing for Christ in the Eucharist that if we truly believe what we say, that the body of Christ is indeed that white host that is consecrated by the priest, then we have to be willing to make our way to the one we love, you know? Because at the end of the day, it, it's that, that communion in which we are called to love God because he wants to dwell with us. And if he had any better thing to give us, he would have. But the most he can give is himself. And he makes himself available and present to you and to me and every single mass, every single day throughout the world. And there's like no excuses. You know, like uh, Brother Terry said, there's no excuses. We have to be willing to put our side, put aside our desires of maybe putting other things before God. And like we talked about in previous episodes where we, we we build our day around God versus we try to squeeze God into our day. And if we learn to do those things, if we put God first in our lives, if we make it a priority to be with Jesus at Mass, to receive Him, His body, blood, soul, and divinity, to be like Christ, like St. Augustine says, to be that light as our theme is, then only through the Eucharist will we be able to do those things. But until then, we have to 
work on our belief. And is it difficult to believe in the Eucharist? Yes, it's very difficult. But that's the ultimate test of love. Do you love me this much to where you would believe that I can do these things? You know, right. and respond to that love. That is true. So that's why I want to go through that that approach on inviting people to come back not only to the Mass on Sundays, but also during the week. And how many times you can, um, at least once a week, uh, twice or three times, you know, whatever whatever it, it may take and whatever is available. But coming back to um, the, the light of Christ, one of the most beautiful ways to indulge in that is to uh, live your sacraments. Mm-hmm. You know, live your sacraments. And we all know that each sacrament, it has a light. Yeah. Okay. It has that candle burning. It mm-hmm. has that luz de Cristo. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's our pastoral uh, revelation. And when it comes to the, you know, the, the Easter vigil, you know, as soon as that Easter candle walks in, three times we are reminded about this light of Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful when you're part of that ceremony. And on the second cry out, you know, uh, light of Christ, luz de Cristo, the light is shared to the community. Mm-hmm. And then the darkness of that church is now full of light because each one has their own light. Mm-hmm. So we got to do the same thing, but it's only in the presence of the Eucharist that this light, you know, burns brightly. Yeah. Why? Because it's close to the actual light of Christ. Mm-hmm. It becomes one with yours yours with this yeah and that's one thing that we have to not we have to make sure we prioritize our love for christ and if we're gonna go all in go all in correct don't you like saint Therese says don't be a half saint be a full saint if you're not gonna be a full saint then why bother you know and christ even kind of echoes those same sentiments is that don't be lukewarm that's the worst thing you can do is to be lukewarm to be lukewarm is worse than an atheist don't be that person if you're going to go all in go all in for the sake of Christ and does that mean that uh, from now on you're never going to sin again I mean I hope not but of course we all fall but that's why we have the sacraments of reconciliation to go <laughs> I heard somebody not too long ago uh, to the penalty box you know we're, no, we, I mean it feels like that right but at, ultimately it's just an opportunity of grace to be received and say oh, I'm already canonizing him Father Mike said confession is a place of victory and so if we can recognize those things we, we should never be afraid of confession you know we, ne- we should never be ashamed of confession be ashamed when you sin sure fine but not of confessing of not of receiving God's mercy and Christ even says if you're even uh, doubting these things the more sinner you are the more rights you have to my mercy don't be afraid to go and get right with God, clean your heart, your soul, so that you can receive Christ in the most pure way possible, with a pure heart, and you would have done exactly what St. Paul had instructed you to do by discerning your own heart uh, to be made worthy to receive Jesus in the Eucharist. That's right. So it is a a perfect invitation, um, and it's an invitation that we cannot force you to you got to accept that invitation and respond to it. So all of our brother knights, uh, our, our families with the Knights of Columbus, this is the invitation that this Christ 
be our light and that we come together when it comes to the Eucharist, when it comes to the body of Christ. Somos el cuerpo de Cristo. Mm -hmm. And let us, you know, shine brightly as we move forward.